The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! Blowing out of the backfield, exploding down the sideline. This is Hanging with the Boys, presented by Wingstop, where flavor gets its wings. Now, your hosts, Jesse Holly, Kurt Daniels, and Nate Newton. It's Hump Day! Happy Hump Day to you all across the world, the land, the nation, the country. That's a live look at the Tostitos Championship Plaza outside in front of the Ford Center where the weather is... Dallas hasn't been taking in medicine again. What the hell happened? We're we're bipolar. Warm yesterday. 77 degrees yesterday. (sighs) A high of 55 degrees today. (laughs) It'll be 52 tomorrow. Then we have a string of like 70 degree days for the next three days after that. Some rain mixed in there. You know, just a typical Dallas, Texas bipolar weather. He is Nate Newton. That is Kurt Daniels. I am Jesse Holly. Together we make Hanging with the Boys, the sports talk equivalent of Braille. People feel us when we speak. Yes. Gentlemen, how are you guys doing on this lovely hump day, Kurt? Good. I like happy to be here with you guys. Got some color today. Yeah, I got a little I, I'm little always happy on. when you got some color on, Think Kurt. Because so? you're, you're normally just kind of a black a and white blues. kind of guy. Yeah. Blues. It's yeah, very, yeah. very, you know, today you yeah. got a little pop. Shaking it up a little. That's one of those shirts that someone's bought you and you're putting on. <laughs> yeah, probably. That, that, yeah, that's probably. Like, uh, it was like, you Making know, others happy. Yeah, but it looks good <laughs> on you, man. When you wear color, I, right. I always feel, and I say this, I have on black today. Yeah. But... Color, I think, sometimes changes the color of your mood ring. When you wear brighter, yeah. lighter colors, it makes you feel a little bit more uh, better. Yeah, maybe so. Maybe so. Yeah. yeah. Nate, you got the you got the dad jeans, the dad shorts on over there with the long yeah, two socks on. Yeah, yeah, man. I'm, I'm trying to watch this film here. Yeah, well, to, we have a show. Yeah, yeah, we actually, no, we no, actually no, have a saying. show. <laughs> no, I'm just, no, the film is. Can you sh- fit in a show? No, you, in, that's what I'm saying. Session? If you let me get this yeah. out, yes. If you, <laughs> I mean, and I will stay in order of what we're trying to do here. 23 hours. You ask me. No, no. You ask me. And I'm trying to give you just a quick. How are you? Uh, I'm, I'm doing great, and I'm watching this film. And uh, and and then when you're ready to talk about this, okay. I'll be ready. Uh, okay. Uh, just, uh, well, no. I mean, if he, why he couldn't let me just well, get that simple thing out? I mean, usually in most well, studios, there's a sign that says "on air." Right. Yeah. We have that almost on the outside. Right. On the outside door. Yeah. I just don't understand. When that sign goes on, that means we're ready to talk about what you're watching. No, 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 Jess, stop here. Stop. Stop, Jesse. Sure. Come yeah, on, man. I'm already prepped and I'm yeah. ready. And it just it's a continuation. I got Stop, right. Jesse. Uh, this show is brought to you by Wingstop <laughs> where flavor gets its wings. Chris, what's going on, brother? How are you back there? Good, man? I'm doing good. I'm I'm pretty proud of uh Nate over there. He picked the shortest chair we have in the room. So <laughs> he, he, if he knows he's at the kids' table. Hey, I'm the, hey, this weight of this these three this three game deal is on me, Chris. And when this weight remind me as we get through these three games. Oh, I'm worried, but oh. just let's just let's wait. Jesse, oh. where are we going? Jesse, where are we? Going? Know, <laughs> Thanks for asking, Jesse. Yeah, yeah anytime, Chris. I appreciate <laughs> you, man. Thank you so much for all that you do in the back. As we begin to get ready for the Cowboys taking on the Indianapolis Coast, aka the Jeff Saturdays, this Sunday night, Sunday night football. You know, 
uh, who am I? I? I don't necessarily always like the Sunday night football games mm. for a number of reasons. Oh, yeah. okay. One, Late. I'm old. Right? Yeah. No one wants to be up. Thank you. I appreciate that. That's one the good the one good time you hit it on, on. Yes, I am old, and I will agree with you. What's that make me and Nate? It, it's 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 late. Yeah, you, know, you got to bring me in. <laughs> but go ahead on, Jen. Because you are a part of this show, whether you know it or not, Nate. You are a huge part of what we do here. Why you got to use the word huge, the man? No, I'm just saying, ginormous <laughs> part of what we do on this show, almost refrigerator size. Okay, okay. Of what we do on this show. Where are we going today, Jen? All right, we're going Cowboys offense. The Indianapolis Colts defense. But I was just saying, Sunday Night Football, it's always, as a player, you know, you 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 enjoy the primetime game, right? You know that there's no other games around. It's, you're, you're the main event. But then it's always, as a player, that I got to wait all day. Right. You know, even yeah. the song says, waiting all day for <laughs> You got to wait. all. It's a long wait. Because most of the guys are up in the morning. You yeah. didn't watch the same film all week long, so you don't want to watch any more of that. You get your breakfast and your routine, and then you're like, yeah, what, what do you guys do? Now you got to just wait. Yeah. I'm, I, you I, nap I, I, or I watch pose, earlier games? Or? You watch other games, you nap. Guys are playing the you know playing the game. If it's a home game, you get a chance to go home, leave the hotel, so you get back to your own space, and then you, you head to the stadium uh-huh. later on after that. But if it's an away game, you're stuck at the hotel. You yeah. know, Maybe guys may go out for a little lunch, and they'll plan meetings around that. But you know, it's a long day. But if, when you're covering the game, that makes for a long day mm-hmm. as well because we have to be there. You know, two three hours before Chris, you understand. You do all the you know the camera work, so you got to be there extra early to make sure your stuff is set up before the guys get there. And then after the game is over, yeah, you're there two three hours after the game. How long is, is over. your show after the game? Um, about an hour and a half. An hour and a half. Yeah. yeah. So how long do you guys go, Nate? About forty five yeah. minutes to an hour after after the games. Oh, it's just different. How, you know, we go first word, and that take about ten minutes, and then we go an hour, and then we have a thirty minute show. Yeah, you know, but uh, for you guys, yeah, but boy, Jesse, wow. all right, just a little bit of um, house business. The Cowboys released uh, Terrell Basham yeah. uh, yesterday, they opened up the window, 21 day window for Washington, right? As well as starting linebacker, I don't know if he'll be starting anymore, but he was a starting linebacker. Anthony Barr has come back to practice mm-hmm. and he's practicing again today, so. You know, some are, some are out and some are coming yeah. back. And, of course, still looming, still floating around in the air. Floating around in the air. He didn't mm. get kicked off this time. But Odell Beckham will be coming yeah. in for a visit very soon. Were you surprised at all by the Basham move? Um, I, I guess. But, yeah. I mean. People got to leave and people got to come. Yeah. You're, balancing your, he wasn't, you're balancing I mean, your roster. He was a depth guy, and maybe yeah. some, give some younger guys a chance, I guess. I and then know. you, uh, of course, you know, Tack McKinley is also still on this football team that they signed two weeks ago, whatever. Yeah, two weeks ago. So, I'm sure you'll see an elevation for him this True. week from the practice mm-hmm. squad and, and see what he's like um, in the game this upcoming Sunday night. Um, what do you want to start? You want to start offense? Want to go Cowboys offense? Sure. All right, so Cowboys offense, and I just I saw this stat on the way that we were coming in, and you know people have been texting me and tweeting me like, you need to talk about what Shady McCoy has been saying and Shady, and I go one, I don't listen to those shows. Yeah, I don't. I, I there's certain people and certain networks that I just I don't. And, and shout out to our guy Dave Hellman. You know I support Dave as much as I can. I see the clips and stuff like that. But there's certain voices who at 
times I can care less to hear about. <laughs> and Shady's one of them. Oh. Shady's one of those guys who you really just don't want to hear about. And he has his, of course, Shady, longtime Philadelphia Eagle, right. was drafted by Philadelphia. I spent a lot of time there. So there's a little bit of bias in some of his commentary when he talks about the Cowboys. But nonetheless, he's always talking about the Cowboys. Mm, and one of the things that he's been talking about consistently is his dislike or disdain or um, whatever dis that you want to use towards Dak Prescott, how he's a, he's a system quarterback, he's not really that good, and he's average. And so the thing that everyone has been tweeting me about is like, hey, you heard what Shady said the other day, and he's talked about Dak Prescott only throws a ball, dink and dunk, and da 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 And so uh, Michael Gelkin came out with a stat, and I don't know if Michael was coming back at Shady McCoy, but it was a, it was an interesting stat since we're talking about the Cowboys offense. Since you know Dak has come back, they have the number one off scoring offense, the number one uh, third down conversion offense. They're number two in I think touchdowns or yards or something like that. So they're 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 all they're all one or two or three in the tops of offensive since Dak has come back as the starting quarterback. Here's the stat though, from Michael Gelkin. Cowboys quarterback Dak Prescott pushed the ball downfield in Week 12, and this is why I think it's to Shady McCoy because. It says Week 12. Mm -hmm. uh, week 12, more than any other NFL quarterback, averaging 12.1 yard air yards per pass attempt, according to NetGen stats. He completed 70% of those 30 passes. His 17.7 his 17 completion percentage rate over expected. Completion rate over expected. Was that the EROX? All these different things. Yeah, yeah. Uh, also led the league in Week 12. And so I start by saying, Cowboys offensively, has Dak shaken off all of the rust? And is he is he is Dak back? Is he back into being that incomplete control, doing the things that he wants to do on the football field and, and has his feel of this is my team, I'm I'm running the show. It sure looks like it. I mean, like you just reeled off all those stats. I mean, he's he's got the offense clicking a lot better. Now you were still seeing you know, like first half last week was kind of a, a came out slow, but yeah, I mean, I would I would think he's back to whatever normal Dak is now. I, the caveat with that, the one concern is, does he try to start doing too much? Is he's feeling better? Or are we going to start seeing forty plus passes a game or whatever? Hopefully not. Hopefully he and Kellen recognize that this team has to be balanced. If they're mm -hmm. going to go very far. I think um, when you look at what Dak has become when he's come back. And, and what has he become? He's I think I think when he's become as a quarterback is I think he finds himself in the position of trying to show the world that I can sling it with the best of them. Mm. And I think that's I think he's becoming into that realm that and I'm not saying that he can't. But again, I read the stats off a week ago is when he's at that 30 and under mm -hmm. that he's a much better quarterback. Right. When, 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 and then the thing, this is, this is to have your quarterback and your offensive coordinator be synced is to have an offense that understands their strengths, their weaknesses, what passes are good for them, what passes aren't good for them, and just trying to keep them on schedule. I, I think at times Dak and, and Kellen aren't always in sync. And, oh, I don't, really? and, I don't, and, I, and I don't have the answer of, is that Dak's fault or is that Kellen's fault? Yeah. I, that answer I do not have. But we've seen what it's like when they're 
when they're humming. Right. You see when they're like when when everything is call, the, all the calls are right, the plays are, are 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 working, and you know you always hear when things don't go right, a coach will go yes, come down to execution. Yeah. So I think Dad, I don't know, recently, yesterday or whatever, like he, he's we've seen where he's thrown interceptions right before the half, three of the last four times, and they kind of asked him about that, and he said I. He basically said, I'm always going to be aggressive. So how do you balance him being aggressive and trying to do too much with, you know, you draw that back too much, then you're slowing things down. I mean, is that something that's got to come to Dak, or is that something that Kellen and McCarthy have kind of got to well, you know, a lot of oh, hey, oh, oh, a lot, a lot this of is Nate Newton, ladies and gentlemen. We have Nate, three-time <laughs> nah, 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 Super Bowl you know, champion. You never, you never Nate, it, Nate Newton. I didn't you know. Never throw it to, I knew. You never I didn't know. I didn't know, know if you. Were, I never knew if you were ready to play or not. No, no, no. I'm telling you, I'm watching the film. Ladies and gentlemen, three-time Super Bowl champion. I'm eventually to get it out. You wait. We wasting time. I was say I was watching film because I was studying, preparing. But this is this is the thing about it is your aggression should never. Hurt your team, you know. Right. You, what the best quarterbacks in the league know situation football, and ten years ago or even four years ago, to say you're a system quarterback that bothered a lot of people. But Tom Brady has been one forever at the highest level. So being uh, aggressive, as long as it don't hurt your team, I mean, you, you know, you, if you throwing that ball, it's you're up by ten. Uh, 10 seconds left on the clock, you pass the 40 and you throw in a bomb. Okay, you took a shot. But early in the game, being aggressive, taking a shot on a team that's uh, basically thinking that they're in second place with you, mm-hmm. no, nah, that, 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 that's, it's, it's called being smart. You know, so is it a thin line, I guess, for people that want to believe that? But for me, it's not. Yeah. It's either you, you don't take shots that hurt your team. And, uh, and, and you know, like you're gonna have to throw to win. Yeah, I, I believe that. But your your system right now, and Jesse, tell me if I'm wrong. Your system says that short to intermediate routes and using everybody at your disposal is what you do. Yeah. Until you get that big play guy that can can make it happen. I'm talking about long. I'm talking about deep in the middle. You know, th- that's when you're at your best as a quarterback. When you can throw that ball in the middle and know that your guy's gonna get it, now you you messing up the defense for real. Mm-hmm. Because I don't care if it's a pass or if it's a run. When you can go up the middle of a defense, you 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 throw them all out of kilter. Yeah. And, and that so. and that goes to the stat that you said this earlier, Nate. You talked about Dak's passer rating mm-hmm. per down. Um, is that when Dak's passing the ball on first down is eighty five, eighty seven point five percent. Second down one hundred and nineteen point one. Third down. Uh, it's 67.1 and fourth down 39.6. And I think right. it goes to Nate's point is in those earlier downs, you're dealing with more of the basics of defenses, mm-hmm. right? The, normally first downs are rundowns. Right, so teams right. aren't going to give you a lot of different exotic looks. They're going to kind of line up and be what they're in. Yeah. But the third down is when you – what teams have figured out when it comes to Dak Prescott is we can confuse him or we're going to try to confuse him. Yeah. And and as long as he has to kind of read through different coverages, that at times gives the defense a slight bit of an advantage because of, you know, they, they can look at it like a cover two now. And, and I should say not just Dak, but the receivers as well. Mm-hmm. Confuse them as well and have them not being as sharp as they need to be on those specific downs. And I think Nate's point was great is that your aggression should never hurt your team. Yeah. 
Your aggression should be controlled aggression. Your aggression should be smart aggression. And, you know, there are, there are moments and times in games where aggression is needed. And there's moments and times in games where you can say, you know what, let me take profit and we'll live to see another down. A punt is okay. Mm-hmm. You know, instead of taking those chances and putting your team and your offense in mm-hmm. uh, unpeculiar un, un, un situations. Yeah. Wasn't that kind of a uh, criticism of Romo? And, and how did they kind of the team handle By running the ball a thousand times. <laughs> yeah, Romo was a gunslinger, right? right. And, yeah. and so, you know, it's – it's it, it, for, for him – and it goes back to the percentages, is that the, the aggressive types, again, are going to be aggressive, but it's being smart. Yeah. The, the thing about Romo was it, it just felt like he could be aggressive 100 times and be good 99 times, mm. and then he'll have the one where you're like, oh. So as players, you guys were fine with that. I can tell you right now as a receiver – I'm gonna always gonna want a quarterback that thinks we should. I'm just telling you. Yeah, like, I'm, you're I'm, the I'm, wrong one to ask. Yeah, I'm, I'm, the, I'm the wrong one to ask because I'm like, oh, you gonna be aggressive? Let's go. Because because yeah. we always think that we're open. I know people are gonna say, yeah, you weren't you weren't out there field all the time. But hey, I was in practice, <laughs> and it doesn't matter. All right, we're gonna go to break. When we come right back, we're gonna we're gonna get Nate. We're gonna get some of Nate's locked in laser defensive focus on the Indianapolis coach. He got to have a lot to say because he's over there looking intense mm-hmm. at the Indianapolis coach's <laughs> defense. So stay ha- stay right here with us. Jesse, Kurt, Nate, we're hanging with the boys. We'll be right back. I'm Dak Prescott, quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. Blockchain.com is one of the most trusted ways to buy, sell, and trade crypto. Whether you're always on the go or stay closer to home, Blockchain.com is just a few taps away. Put the power of crypto in your pocket so no matter where you are, you can trade on your terms and build a crypto portfolio to fit your life. For crypto pros, rookies, and anyone in between, Blockchain.com makes it easy to own a piece of the future. Blockchain.com. Trusted by millions. Trusted by America's team. SeatGeek has your back no matter what kind of fan you are. So whether you're a diehard fan or a don't-really-care fan, a we-got-em-next-time fan or we'll-never-win-again fan, a here-for-the-tailgate fan or a first-one-through-the-gates fan, SeatGeek not only makes buying and selling tickets easier than ever before, they made just about everything else easier, too. So whether you're a here-every-week fan or haven't been here in years fan, SeatGeek has you covered. Download the SeatGeek app today. SeatGeek, your ticket to great seats. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with pregame sideline access and photo ops with current players, cheerleaders, and Cowboy legends. You want to stay at a team hotel? Attend the best tailgate party in Texas? Tour the star? and talk X's and O's with me, Everson Walls, with Star Sports Tours, you can. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. Hey, Cowboys fans, ready to spice up your next watch party? Bring Yokiero guacamole and be the game day hero. Yokiero means I want, and we know you want, great, fresh-tasting, ready-to-serve guacamole for your home-gating and tailgating events. Made with real avocados and the perfect blend of spices, it will be the star of any party. You can find us at your local Albertsons or Tom Thumb in the deli section. If you can't find it, talk to your store manager and tell them, Yokiero, Yokiero guacamole. Back to hanging with the boys.
Welcome back to Hanging with the Boys on this marvelous but chilly hump day Wednesday. We're breaking down the Cowboys and Colts as we get ready for this Sunday night showdown. Is it a showdown though? <laughs> is it? I, I try to. I'm trying yeah. to make it sound like it's a Sunday night show. Is it a showdown though? Yeah, with like, the Colts, I don't think. The, the Colts. How weird is the are the Colts? Right. The, you go from. Excuse me. The Colts being one of the most. The Colts being one of the perennial playoff teams, Super Bowl contending teams under Peyton Manning. Then you you draft perfectly. You bring in Andrew Luck, and you kind of just continue on that same path of, hey, we're going to be competitive, and we're going to be really, really, really good. And then out of the blue, out of nowhere, Andrew Luck says... Hey y'all, I'm gonna go ahead to the I'm gonna yeah. go ahead to the crib. I'm gonna go ahead to the blow. yeah. I'm gonna go ahead to the apartment and I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna hang these up mm-hmm. and retires. And it seems like the Colts have been almost Cleveland brownish yeah, with the know. quarterback carousel that they've brought in. Jacoby Brissett. Uh, they've had, of course, the old man Rivers. Rivers they've had yeah. Carson mm-hmm. Wentz. Um, they had a plethora of other ones. Matt, Matt Ryan now, and so. It just it, it, it's weird, and it's funny just how important the quarterback position is yeah. to any franchise. And so, I, I, you know, I say all that to say, even for the Cowboys, you know, after Troy Aikman retired, there was a long list of quarterbacks that showed up here that didn't pan out, and yeah. there was, there was a level of ineptitude when it came to football for the Cowboys, and you know, the, through through the the miracle of Sean Payton and 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 Bill Parcells, yeah. they find this kid out of what you know, Eastern Illinois, Eastern Illinois, yeah. and uh, undrafted guy, and they bring him in and you know give him a little bit more money to sign here than signing somewhere else. Yeah. And even then, if, if Quincy Carter doesn't get popped for and get kicked off the team, Romo was probably cut that year. So, and, and sometimes you just need a little bit of luck yeah. or a rest to go your yeah. way. To and, and then wow. you know, and then from there you have Tony Romo, and then you fall into. You know, Dak Prescott, yeah, you know, yeah. and, and that, that gives you an opportunity to keep your franchise moving in in the right direction. And, and even in the absence of Dak Prescott, you got Cooper Rush. <laughs> now, I'm not saying Cooper Rush is our next franchise quarterback, no. but I'm saying that having a quarterback that is um, franchise worthy means a whole hell mm-hmm. of a lot to your franchise. And you've seen this Indianapolis coach team you know, have a downward spiral. And I think the biggest part of it is they have not had that leader at the yeah. quarterback position. But the one side of the ball for the Indianapolis coach that's kind of been keeping things afloat. And when you go, when you start watching the film, you start, you know, it's always interesting when you start looking at the roster, right? You go, oh, what, what number is that? And you go, oh, oh, DeForest Buckner. That's a name that we know. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a good player in the league. And you start looking around, you go, oh, Yannick Ngakwe. Oh, yeah, I remember him. That's, that, that's, a, that's a good player. You, and, and then list, you know, Rodney McLeod and, and Stephon Gilmore. You start mm-hmm. seeing the names yeah. on it. And you go, man, this team is – they have some of the names on there. Uh, but overall, it's just a team that's been in, in major influx and hasn't been able to put yeah. things together. So yeah. as we shift – Statistically, they're not – a horrible defense. Right. I mean, they're like sixth in yards allowed. They, I think, they haven't given up thirty points this year. I mean, they're, they haven't, you know, they're always they playing from behind. Find, they just yeah. find a way to lose. Yeah. They don't. When creep. you have a team that's veteran like this, 
that's set and ready to win with all these names. You And then you lose your stud, uh, Leonard. That was the leader of that defense. When you lose him, uh, and, and I'm looking at the linebackers, they're, they're, they're unders, under, undersized guys, but they can run. They can flat out fly. But if they don't have an advantage, I mean, playing on the other side of the ball, they're very poor tacklers. They can't make they can't make things happen. Got a, a nice defensive line, like you say with the uh, DeForest Buckner. But I'm telling right here, man. This is how you lose the confidence of the team. I mean, this is where I think Jeff Saturday say he can come in and he can motivate these guys because if you if you get the right coach in there and get you a quarterback, call him system or not, that will not uh, throw interceptions. I can make a few plays for you. This is a different team. Mm-hmm. This, this, is, this is what I've seen. They're a different team. I'm trying to look here and find a bunch of fault with this team. The only fault they have is they got rid of their coach. They got they had too many humhole quarterbacks that was on the back end of their career. I did not have it at all. And this is and, and this team is paying a hell of a price because they don't have a quarterback and you you put your team in disarray. I like Jeff Saturday personally. I think he's a good dude, but this is this is not right. Let me get this in right quick. This segment is brought to you by Blockchain, blockchain.com. Also, movie night. Get cozy. Join us at the Star for the most festive movie night yet. Movie night at the Star presented by Monument Realty is on November 30th feature a Christmas classic, Elf. The show is free and open to the public. Begins at 7 p.m. For more information, visit the star in Frisco.com. So come out and see a free movie. I, I think to, what, to where Nate's point. Where the movies be at, Jess? In, where they be at? In the what you call it? Out here on the, in the plaza. On the, on the plaza. In the big plaza. You oh, yeah. got to stand outside if it's cold? Yeah, you bring your oh, lawn chair. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. All right. You coming? Nope. Oh, not a cold one. Oh, wow. <laughs> you were inquiring like you were like I thought it was inside, inside of the big stadium. <laughs> <laughs> like okay, I can come to that. Right, get your popcorn so. ready. But shoot, you got to bring out a, a grill or something to get keep warm. <laughs> so uh, you know, Nate, when you look at this defense and, and and to to what Kurt was saying, they're not a bad defense. You know, having given up thirty points and. It reminds me when we talk about our defense at times, I'm not comparing the two defenses. I'm, the statement is that when you put so much pressure on a defense to have to be perfect, mm. and then on the other end, you don't give them any sort of relief. For a long time, the Colts, you know, they had a really good running game with Jonathan Taylor. He's been out for an extended period of time. He's now back. Yeah. But, you know, first it's it's Matt Ryan's in, and then it's it's the Texas kid that was Ellinger. in. Ellinger. Mm-hmm. And then back to Matt Ryan. And, you know, Frank Wright didn't know. And so for the defensively, it makes you have to play these perfect type games. You're on the field to Nate's favorite stat of the day, uh, the time of possession. <laughs> yes. They're on the field for a long time. You're asking them to be perfect. And, you know, when you have nothing to sit back on, when you have nothing to come back and be like, all right, cool, we don't have to be perfect because our offense is going to come in and give us 12, 14, 15 points to play around with 17 points, 20 points to play around with, mm-hmm. now we can kind of, you know, be a little bit more loose. Yeah. And, and I think losing their uh, their leader and Leonard, who to me was one of the premier linebackers yes, in this lives, league. When, when, people were, when people were making Micah Parsons comparisons and saying, you know, LT, I've always said, let's, let's take a – 
Let's take a step back. You know, especially like his rookie year, I was like, man, it reminds me a lot of what Leonard is. Hmm. He's strong. He's fast. He's physical. He can rush. He can tackle. Like he was – I mean, he even won the defensive rookie of the year, his rookie year. And, you know, injuries have now hurt his career a little bit, and hopefully he comes back from that. But missing him as another kind of a missing link in the chain of this exceptional defense, where do you think um, – if there's an advantage for this defense, where, where would you say that they may have it? And it may not be a big one, but corner. That, corner. Gilmore's still smart. Mm-hmm. He still can make plays. Former defensive player uh, yeah, of the year, yeah. Stephon Gilmore. Yeah, he still can make plays. And uh, and, the, and Buckner, they can crank it up, but it's just, it's just not enough. I mean, I'm, I'm watching them against the Steelers, and uh, they getting after it, man. But it's still – They'll, they'll stop them, stop them, and then all of a sudden they'll have them. The defense be playing perfect, and, it, and the offense just get an extra push, and all of a sudden you got a 15-yard run or a big catch or here, a flag. That's deteriorating. As, you, as the game go on and you playing defense, and every, as long as you reacting and hitting and things are going fast, this defense all right. But when you get to pounding and things get to going slow and you just keep getting hit and keep getting hit, I mean, because they got back in the game the other night mm-hmm. against the Steelers, but all of a sudden the Steelers just kept playing. And mm-hmm. like, and like now I'm looking at you know my man number ninety, uh, Big Grover Stewart. He just ran five yards down the field, and the guy tackled the guy in front of him. And you can see how he just threw his head up, like <laughs> <laughs> you know, you, you get what I'm saying. Like yeah. you can see the body language, like man, this thing's starting to get ugly. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You mentioned that they're. they're Linebackers are fast. They fast. What, what kind of problems does it present? And when you, because when I double team a deuce block, when I'm me and the guard, or me and the tackle, it's got one guy in front of us, and we be trying to block. But if that guy fast and he can run, it's hard. It's, sometimes it's hard to get off because that guy, that, that guy that you're trying to block, deuce block. Is, explain is that. I, I want you to explain to the people the, the deuce block. What does it look like? You're talking about the guard and the tackle. Yeah, and they're, they're on one man. Cheek, yeah. And then they Boom. work up the field and on that guy. The field and, to then, the, yeah. and then one guy tails off to the yeah, linebacker. Back, yeah. Okay. So, so if you want to know what a deuce block is, is when your guard, your tackle, yeah. they take on that defender your center in front of them. Your guard. Yeah, and yeah. they work and work and work. And at the last second, one of them tail off yeah. to get that second block. And then it's like boom, boom. boom, and, boom. The, yeah. and that's the inside run. But if you slip blocking where, boom, you hit and I slip off, that's a directional play. You know what I'm saying? It's either outside or kind of outside play to either side, but that's where you kind of slip a guy. And it's just harder to get them because they're faster. And if you're trying to get outside, see, I I just don't think you should be able to get outside of these guys. You know, you may do some off, but you shouldn't be able to get it because they linebackers can run. When you look at, you know, and Nate, you tell me, but when you look at, you know, a guy – I go back to last week's game, and it wasn't one of Tyler Smith's best performances. You know, he had the young Kayvon Thibodeau on him. And Kayvon, the thing about Kayvon is Kayvon hasn't figured out moves yet. Right? Mm-hmm. He, he, his toolbox has, is not full. He got a socket wrench, but that's pretty much it. He don't, he don't got a socket <laughs> wrench. He don't have pliers. He don't, and, and, and that comes along with... With time, with coaching, you develop these different moves. Guys work in the offseason. Shout out to Von Miller when he does his pass rushing camp. They all get together and they learn, mm-hmm. you know, different things. But the one thing that he did do well was speed. Mm-hmm. And that was something that really affected Tyler Smith. So, so I, I, you know, I look at a guy like DeForest Buckner who, 
you know, can use some speed. And, you know, you got, you know, the other guys like uh, Yannick and Gakwe. I remember him in his Baltimore days. You know, this was a guy who's physical, who's strong, and has some speed with him. Now, will they line him up on the left side, which would be Terrence Steele's right side, or will they line up on the right side and give him a shot to go after uh, Tyler Smith again? I think if, if, there's, if there's one thing that we should be peeking out looking for again is how will Tyler Smith rebound? And going up against a veteran like Yannick, you know that that's gonna test that's gonna test him again. Is yeah. he still? Did the rookie wall hit? Is he still kind of in his head about his performance last week against the Giants? Has Jason Peters kind of pulled him to the side and say, "All right, listen, young fella, shake that off. Let's work on technique this week and get back because it's because what you're this facing." This is every other game. This is starting to happen every other game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A good game, a bad game. A good game, an okay game. It's starting to happen every other game. Now, let me ask you this. I'm sorry to cut you off. No, but ahead. as an offensive lineman, especially a young offensive lineman, right, it's – You have to fight through it. good friend of mine is Derek Hollis, right, a former you – know, he's still a current MLB pitcher. But they always talk about the second and third time around you have to face mm-hmm. a batter or a pitcher. They've kind of picked up on some things. Yeah. Is it the fact when you look at a, a tackle in every game for Tyler Smith, it's the first time he's ever seen this guy, right? There, yeah. there is no experience for Tyler Smith. He, he, he has no memory to go back on. Jason Peters has, what, 20 years in this league, yeah. Yeah. 18 years in this league. He didn't see every defensive coordinator, <laughs> any premier pass rusher he has played against or has someone equal to that he can go back and say, hey, I remember playing him. And here's hey, what. But most of all, you got film. You can just yeah, break up the film. But, but you and I both know. Yeah. You and I both know. You know what I'm saying? He it's got one film thing, playing against It's people. one thing to turn on. You always yeah. talk about, you know, you, you can turn on Reggie White and see the power and the strength. It's a whole nother can of paint. And that's what I'm saying. When he humping you over <laughs> his side. 20, this guy of 20 years have played. So right. he can turn on film. Right. But this guy that haven't played yeah. can't turn on film. You know, I agree with you. If I never played against you, you know, like I, I, I love when Parsons plays somebody for the very first time because I don't care how great a technique person you is, you ain't seen that speed. Yeah, yeah. You know, but now as time go on and he played 80 yeah. people, people can, can judge. I'm talking about just personal. Right. But like you said, he has not – and it's been okay this game, not so good this game. Do you think, though, that – I mean, we know that in, what, two, three weeks, whatever, Tyron Smith's coming back. And so Tyler Smith, you know, the word is he might move to guard. Is that is that hurting him in somehow? Is he starting to play some guard snaps out here? I like that thought. Let's hold on to oh, it. All right. Let's simmer on it. Let Ooh. it let and it. We'll let talk it a little bit during off the end. I yeah, got yeah, I like that. <laughs> I like where you went right there, yeah. Kurt. Uh, but I'm going to tease it. Ooh. Let that let that simmer over this last break. We'll come back and we'll talk about that as we finish out this show. That's Kurt Daniels. That is Nate Newton. I am Jesse Holly. We are hanging with the boys. Come right back with us. Don't go nowhere because we coming right back. Just hang with the boys. Hey, Cowboys fans, ready to spice up your next watch party? Bring Yokiero guacamole and be the game day hero. Yokiero means I want, and we know you want, great, fresh-tasting, ready-to-serve guacamole for your home-gating and tailgating events. Made with real avocados and the perfect blend of spices, it will be the star of any party. You can find us at your local Albertsons or Tom Thumb in the deli section. 
If you can't find it, talk to your store manager and tell them, Yo Quiero, Yo Quiero Guacamole. SeatGeek has your back no matter what kind of Cowboys fan you are. So whether you're a diehard fan or a don't really care fan, a we got them next time fan or we'll never win again fan, a here for the tailgate fan or a first one through the gates fan, SeatGeek not only makes buying and selling tickets easier than ever before, they made just about everything else easier too. So whether you're a here every week fan or haven't been here in years fan, SeatGeek has you covered. Download the SeatGeek app today. SeatGeek, your ticket to great Dallas Cowboys seats. I'm Dak Prescott, quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. Blockchain.com is one of the most trusted ways to buy, sell, and trade crypto. Whether you're always on the go or stay closer to home, Blockchain.com is just a few taps away. Put the power of crypto in your pocket so no matter where you are, you can trade on your terms and build a crypto portfolio to fit your life. For crypto pros, rookies, and anyone in between, Blockchain.com makes it easy to own a piece of the future. Blockchain.com, trusted by millions, trusted by America's team. Hey, Cowboys fans, if you're thinking about attending a game this season, visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. Stay at the team hotel, have dinner with a Cowboys legend, and experience AT&T Stadium's exclusive VIP Owners Club. Also, tour the star, get autographs from your favorite players, and talk X's and O's with me, Mickey Spagnola. The official travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys will take care of all your travel needs. Visit CowboysTravel.com. Back to Hanging with the Boys. Welcome back to Hanging with the Boys as we finish up this breakdown of the Indianapolis Colts defense and your Dallas Cowboys offense getting ready for a Sunday night football showdown. This marks the next three games that the Cowboys will have. Cupcakes. (laughs) What's wrong? From the mouth of Nate Newton, I didn't call them cupcakes, but a nice little red velvet cupcake would be nice. Sure. I'll take one. I'll yeah. take one. I'll take a nice little. Uh, mm-hmm. Listen, you can only play who they put on the schedule. True. So if they put cupcakes on the schedule, as Nate said, then let's eat them. Let me say this up. right quick, like Jess. At the beginning of the year, all of us sitting here laughing because we had the sorriest. The East was the sorriest division, and we all laughing. Yeah. Yeah. Now that the East has. Right now, four playoff teams. Yep. So somebody over there in the South kind of disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> Troy Vincent, you upset up in New York. You thought we was going. You thought you had us. You thought you had us pegged, and you were going to. We were going to. We stop, were, man. Right, Don't do that, right. computer man. So as we were, as we went into the break, Kurt, you came up with an amazing question. I thought that was fantastic. Right. And then Nate, in the break, nice shirt. It's the shirt. <laughs> must be the shirt. Must be the shirt. Yeah. The sh- Spike Lee told Jordan it must be the shoes. Nate's telling Kurt it must be the shirt. Whatever yeah. it is, you're a superstar today. Oh, we, right. we, well, we, every day, we appreciate, appreciate you so much, it. Kurt, for all that you bring. Yeah. And yeah. let me say this, side note. People don't think – I know Kurt doesn't, is, isn't the most talkative. Don't worry. I take up the words that he don't use. <laughs> But a lot of this stuff doesn't get done. Kurt is the order of what this show is run. So he is, trust me, he is a huge, integral part. See, I use huge for Kurt, too. Huge, integral part of hanging with the boys. Yeah, but you're talking about his brain and my body. Hey, that's messed up. (laughs) But anyway, hey, let's get to it, baby. what was your question? Re-address the crowd with your question. Well, we all know in two or three weeks, Tyron Smith is going to be back, and he'll mm. slip back into the left guard position. And the assumption is Tyler Smith will move left guard. Yes, he will. We know Tyron's going to move to left tackle. Tyler will move to left guard. 
Is that playing in the back of his mind any? Is he now taking reps at practice at left guard? Is that affecting him? Or is that going to affect him in any way? No. Hold on, let me answer. I'm, I'm the three-top Super Bowl champion at offense. Oh, no, no, I'm not. Yeah. Please, let's <laughs> the, go to the, our the thing, the thing is, right now, he, he, he is the left tackle, so he has to think that way. And they have to coach him that way. But we talked off air about he's been getting a good game, a halfway decent game. And last week, he didn't win. You know, it, you know, he didn't win. I'll just put it like that. And what he's dealing with is his technique loses as the game goes on because guys are speeding him. Hmm. Speeding him and instead of him getting out there, getting set up and putting his hands on him and working his technique, it seemed like he get a little raggedy. And that, that hurts. Is that rookie wall that you're I, I, talking I don't, about? I, I, I don't know. Tired? I, I, I don't know. But like Jesse said when we was off air, a lot of times you're like, oh, oh, and he got the ball away. Uh, against a more veteran guy with a little bit more in his toolbox, he can use that against him. What he's got to do is get himself out, get out there and get set up. And when he got a guy that's in a wide nine, this guy can't get back inside of you. So don't worry about it. So get out there and get set up and use your hand. And even in the run blocking, he overdoes it sometimes because he wants to maul. He mm. wants to – I mean, you can see him grabbing dudes and almost squeezing his shoulder pad like it's a pimple he about Why? to bust his head. <laughs> Why is that a bad yeah. thing? You would think they'd want Because to. when you do that – you 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 got the guy, so you don't need to take him and move him. Because when you take him and move him, the, the refs see color. And all of a sudden, this guy could have been leaning the right way. And, and, and even though you spend and slam him in the ground, they think you're holding because all that dude got to do is reach your arm out. Right. So sometimes just get out there and block the dude, then let him go. And, and, and that way the ref won't see that. You know, even when and it's scary, it hurts more against Pollard. Because Pollard got that ability to get way back. On a cutback, and so when he when 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 Zeke cut back, it's only one space. When Tony cut back, sometimes it's two spaces. That guy see that he go to lean, and this dude got him in a chokehold. I mean, he blocking him because he's coming play side, but all of a sudden he jumped back two holes. Now you got yeah. You and said the ref catches that. You said in the in the break too that he was a, a grabber. Yeah, he's what, a mauler, man. What, as a grabber, you mean he's he's using his hands yeah, too much? And yes. The well, thing about it, he don't care about inside. He just want to get his hands on you. And what he's got to do is continue to work inside. So even when he grabs a guy and the refs see that, he don't see your hands on the outside of his shoulder pads, so he ain't going to call it. But if he sees your hands on the outside of his shoulder pads, like I said, a lot of times guys be kind of trying to drop to the ground because he be moving them. He's an earth mover now. Mm-hmm. And, but that don't always help. But speed is killing him. I mean, just sure, you go back to the Rams game. We won, but, man, the big boy, he was getting him. He was coming off that edge, and he got to, he got to defend that. See. Now, him going to guard, it closes down the house. That's why I love guard. You, you know, if you can't get me on that first step, I got you. And that's all he got to think about. If this dude don't get me on the first step, he got him because you're, you're in a box. You're in a box. You go from out there, wide open space like Brazil, to down there, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, in the Bahamas, baby. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> you think he's going to be a better, having seen him now all these weeks playing tackle, you think oh, he's he going to be a he better gonna guard? Just, oh, yeah, he's going to work. He's going to rock it, guard. Oh, he going to, come on, he's going to rock it, guard. Yeah, because everything ain't close. Yeah. I, I was waiting for you to say the quote that you said in the break, and you, you didn't quite get there, well, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to do your thing. Because you said when it comes to Tyler Smith, you said sometimes – just block the dude. Yeah. You don't got to bury him. Nah. 
and I think that I think that's a that was so profound because just block them. Sometimes you're not going to get a pancake, or you're not going to be able to move the earth. Right. But if you just block them and focus on that instead of trying to make everything a uh, highlight, yeah, I think you'll have more success there than than trying to you know bury a dude. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, because even our great right guard got a holding period where he just. Buried a dude, and that's because the ref called it out the corner of his eye. Because if he'd have saw it from the whole beginning, he would have enjoyed the ride. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Was that, was that hard for you to learn, not to just try to maul guys? Um, no, nah, no, nah, because see, we played a different brand of football back then. Huh. It was all about being physical and being ugly uh-huh. and being nasty. Now you you get nasty on a dude, he'll go to hollering and crying. Ref, ref, he holding me. No, he blocking you, but you know. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Yeah, it's a different brand of football. I, I just think, like this right here, it is no more discussion on whether we think they should move uh, Tyron. He's going back to left tackle. So it ain't no more discussion. He's going to left tackle. You got your right and left guard who's supreme now. He knows he can play left tackle when it comes time. He's your left guard. I just feel bad for Conor McGovern who worked his behind off, you know, and – uh but you those know, are the breaks of the NFL. Yeah. Like yes, that, it is. That, that's sometimes yeah. the breaks of the NFL. You can sometimes. I'm, I'm, I'm not Kevin Gogan out like that. I, I, I slapped you in the back, Kevin. <laughs> Sorry, but I did. And, and, and that's the thing that I, always, I laugh about then. I laugh about it now right. is that there's this love. And I, I, I wholeheartedly believe that there's not a tighter-knit group in any position, any, any position on the National Football League team than the offensive line. And the love is real. Yeah. But it's always this especially if I'm a backup, hey, I really like you. You're my boy. But the moment that comes where I get a chance to take your job, <laughs> yeah. you're, I'm not I'm, – if coach goes, hey, Jesse, you starting over Kurt today, I'm not going to go, oh, man, that's my boy. Coach, nah, <laughs> yeah. leave Kurt. I'm going to go, all right, let's go. <laughs> and so there's, there's that yeah. love of, you know, I'm, I'm sure Tyler and, and Connor are really tight. Yeah. Right. But – when it comes back and it goes, no fault to your own. You worked really hard, Conor yeah. McGovern, and you've improved and you've done some good things, but take your place over there on the sideline yeah, and, and be ready to, to be ready. Yeah, I mean, and and Noah, and make sure you watch what I'm doing so you can tell what yeah. I'm doing wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, when I come to the sideline, be, help, be helpful to me. Conor yeah. had beaten Tyler out and coming out of training camp. He was going to be the starting guard, so we'll, you know. Yeah. So I, much for that. They've come a long way yeah, now. So, so much for yeah, that now. All right, man, that'll do it for our show today. Tomorrow we will do the Cowboys defense and the Indianapolis Colts offense. Nate, uh, you got about 22 hours. Yeah, I'm watching this film. No, nah, no, I'm just saying. Yeah. You got 22 hours before the show starts tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, but what I'm trying to figure out is so if how do a team get bad and it's just the cause of their quarterback. And, uh, mm-hmm. it, it, well, we'll tell us tomorrow. Yeah. You'll have 22 hours to watch the film. And Are that you here tomorrow? Oh, no, you're not here tomorrow. That's why I got 48. <laughs> you got 48. <laughs> <laughs> Nate got 48 <laughs> hours. I was getting right. Wow, Nate just, got 48 thank hours you for the day, bro. Thank to, you for the day. To do that, man. We are always so thankful. And, and Shannon, you, you rubbed off on this dude, man. what I do? Yeah, I mean, you just don't uh, – you act like Shannon. Now you just go off. 
You know what I'm saying? You don't. You ain't not the voice of reason. I don't let Kurt fool you. You're not the voice of reason. Kurt is the voice of reason. I had to give that position up. Holding that title. I had to give that position up when I took over this seat, the fearless leader seat. So can't be the voice of reason and the fearless. Sure, yes, you can. Yeah, oh, yes, can. I am. I'm oh, the yeah. voice. I'm Zaddy. I'm the voice of reason. I'm all of. I'm all of the above. Oh yeah. I'm not Zaddy. That you are. All right, thank you, Kurt. See, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> that's why I come at you and not come at Kurt. Because Kurt, Kurt got love for me. You you be doing something over there crazy. The Holy Trinity. Amen, yeah, Corner. Holy... Amen, Corner over there, right? The Holy Trinity. <laughs> all right, man. We appreciate you all so much for tuning in and hanging oh, with the boys. Y'all be green. safe. Y'all be good. Kurt, my yes, man. Sir. I love the shirt, man. Whoever got you that shirt, tell him I said thank uh, you. Thank you, Kurt. Uh, Chris Beam in the back, keeping us up uh. and running. Audio Jazz. What's up, Jazz? Uh, Brother Willie, Broham Willie, Brethren Willie, whatever name you want to go by this week, we appreciate you for getting us up and running on the the, the networks wow. and all that good stuff, man. And Derek Eagleton, we appreciate you as well, boss. Oh, kiss for, up I'm, to the boss. Thank yeah, you. of course. I'm trying to. Ra- I'm, I'm going to ask for a raise at the end of this year. So <laughs> let me make sure. If we go in there together, we <laughs> yeah. make it make something happen. No, we're not going in there together. Now, I'm saying if we go in together, if you go in there two weeks later, I just happen to mention it. You know, go. You know, we need a little extra. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. They probably, but they probably don't give you more than me, because you've been on the show longer. Mm-mm, they ain't no? gonna do that. All right. Well, they, we'll see. They, they, they equal. Just, we'll see. Because I'm. Well, won't you take a pay cut? Because you're a normal guy and we not, so you take a pay cut to help the team. I'm getting zero for this. I can't take no more cut. <laughs> Chris, that leaves you to take a pay cut for us, yeah, to, get a, yeah. for us to get a raise. Yeah. So, you know, go up there and tell Derek that you want uh, a little less so we can uh, get a We'll put more. a jazz on the, on the practice squad. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man, that does it for us. They're just moving me closer and closer to the back door. <laughs> <laughs> we appreciate you all, man. This is Hanging with the Boys. We out. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?